Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Ben Davis. Yes, happy Origin Day. Thank you for pulling on the Ryan Myth Me. Origin 1 is just under 11 hours' time. Who will be walking through the Valley of Kings uh, come about 10.30 tonight in Adelaide? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. They're the digits you need to be part of our Origin conversation today. Who is Queensland's most important player? Who needs to have a game tonight out of their skin for Queensland to win? Reese Walsh, he's front page of the paper today, isn't he? Reese Lightning. Is it up to him? Is he the X factor? Maybe the skipper. Surely you look at the skipper first, right? Doesn't he have to play the game of his life? Or maybe it's Cameron Munster. Who is it and why? 13 13 55 0467 736 736. I'll make no apologies. This will be an origin heavy show today. Shortly, the youngest player ever to wear Maroon, the youngest player ever to play State of Origin. Now. He's in charge of the whole shebang here in Queensland. Ben Eichen up in a couple of minutes' time. An old teammate of his is in the studio. Maroons enforcer Andrew G. 13 years of origin for this state, and it's one of the most extraordinary careers. So making his debut, he then played origin also 13 years later. I I was scrolling back through the history books to find out if anyone else had done that. I could count on one hand who's done that. Cameron Smith, 14 years. Alfie's up there. Brad Fittler. But Andrew G in one of the toughest, well, one of, how about the toughest position in the game, a 13-year career spanning state of origin. Outstanding. Can't wait to get his thoughts. Mal the Messiah. That's right. Mal Meninga with some breaking news at around 10.30 our time. News on his future, the future of the international game. I will take you to Adelaide where Mal is. Uh, Cameron Smith, the Maroons assistant coach, immortal and waiting. He is talking to the media in the next uh, hour and a half as well. So a big, big origin show. And we cannot forget the girls, the women. They play tomorrow night and they need and want to get the shield back. Queensland captain Ali Brigginshaw from enemy territory. They're playing, as I said, tomorrow night uh, down in New South Wales. It's a different series this year. We'll find out how the Queenslanders are tracking. After 11, 11 a.m. mayhem, but with a difference. If you call, you get on. That's fine. Yes, Jason from Hendra, we are talking to you. So make sure you jump on the phones at 11 o'clock. Well, actually, jump on the phones anytime. But 11 o'clock, 11 a.m. mayhem. I'm going to bring in my old sparring partner, Matty White. You hear him on the radio when I'm not here, New South Welshman, and we are going to simulcast into each other's programs. So both of us playing the same show at the same time, going head-to-head, because we always need one of those people in our lives, don't we? It's like having your Kiwi, mate. You just love bashing them around Bledisloe time. And at this time of year, you just love bashing your mate who might be a blue. 
And we're looking at you, Sam. That's right. The other man in the studio, you know this, Slam and Sam is wearing his Blues jersey today. So, um, again, that probation period may be over for you, mate. Whether you're here next week, we don't know. Uh, look, there are other issues we need to talk about in the world of sport, and the AFL is a big one. Last night we heard the end of the Hawthorne investigation. It was brought to a close. Eight months. Fair income. I agree with Chris Fagan. A travesty of justice and an absolute farce. We'll go through that before uh, midday today. Uh, plenty coming on the show. It is origin-focused. It is Maroon-focused. We are biased. We are unashamedly biased. That's what we do here at SENQ, the new home of Queensland Sport. 13 13 55 0467 736 736. And now, time for Ben's Snap Judgment. All right, who will be Queensland's most important player on the field tonight? 13 13 55. Do you start with the captain, Daly Cherry Evans? Let's start at the top. 20th game for Queensland tonight. He earns the Dick Tosser Turner medal for that. It's a, a an award that Queenslanders get after they reach certain milestones. This one will be the 20, uh, 20th game or the 20th time Daly Cherry Evans runs out for Queensland. He's the general. He's the leader. He's the architect of the attack. Is, is he the most important player on the field for Queensland tonight? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. What about Cam Munster? Multiple man of the match awards. When he fires, Queensland fires. It'll be his 16th game tonight for Queensland. But I was astounded at this. He's only won seven. He's actually lost more than he's won. And you go, what? Cam Munster, really? Could he be? Does he need to be our most important? Well, maybe it's a Bronco. Maybe it's Reese Walsh. Can he continue that club form into Origin Land? We know how hard that is to do. We know that not every outstanding club player becomes an outstanding Origin player. But does he need to stand? He's a rookie. Can he handle it? There's a lot of pressure on his shoulders. Maybe it's Selwyn Cobbo. Maybe it's Pat Carrigan. Here's a man who stood up in his first series, Wally Lewis medalist. I think we're getting closer to who the most important player on the field is. I'd love to get your take on this. Who and why? Who needs to have a big game for Queensland for us to win tonight? For me, our most important player isn't even starting. He's off the bench. Big Tino. The impact he'll provide and needs to provide is massive. Flegler and Collins, that's right, fire up, fan of pants. They'll be there in the first 20 minutes taking on Huss and the rest of the New South Wales pack. And that's where it comes down to for me, Payne Haas. We know how good a player he is. We know he's leading the Dally M for a reason. You have to contain him. You have to try and stop him. That's where Big Tino comes into it. We know that he has stood up to Payne Haas in the past. But when you look through the games they've actually played against each other, it's been mixed for Big Tino. Sometimes he's dominated, but if he hasn't, Payne has been all over him. And he's caused Tino some pain. But when you look at the Origin Arena, Tino averages 156 metres. That's big numbers. It's the same in Clubland, there or thereabouts. So he's a man who can translate that form from Clubland into the Origin Arena. 14 hit-ups a game, he averages. 17 offloads. He is at the elite, Tino. He needs to do what Junior Barlow will do for New South Wales. Come off the bench and continue that momentum. If not continue it, dominate. For me, the benches are going to be huge. It is a 17-man game, but tonight needs to be Tino's game. So much chat about 
Tavita Pengai Jr. and Hudson Young coming in and causing havoc a la Mark Geyer in 1991, that's all fine. But you need a man who's going to dominate. You need a man who's going to keep a, well, maybe a calm head, a cool head, but not let all that stuff get to him. This is Tino's 10th game of State of Origin. He's one of the most experienced in the pack. He needs to lead on field and needs to lead with his head as well. That's why I think Tino Fasuama Awali is going to be the standout for Queensland. And when you look at it vice versa as well, if he dominates, that shuts down New South Wales go forward. That shuts down Turbo and Teddy. It stops the go forward. Maybe you have another player who you think should be and needs to be our number one. Who is it? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Uh, right now, 12 minutes past nine, Queensland's youngest ever origin player or the youngest ever origin player in history is now running the game here in this state. There's a romantic notion about it, isn't it? The youngest ever goes on to work his way through the ranks and is now running the joint. Love it. But there is a more serious side to it. Sure, origin is the figurehead. It's the shop front, isn't it? But you and I both know there's a lot more behind the scenes and a lot more behind the curtain to having a successful Queensland team. That's where this man comes into it. He is the new CEO of Queensland Rugby League. Uh, Benny Iken, happy origin day to you, mate. Yeah, thanks, Benny. It's an exciting time of year, uh, you know, not just for former players, current players and their families, but I reckon pretty much everyone across the great state. I mean, if there's one thing that unites all those that have Maroon in their blood, it's this thing we call State of Origin. It's so special. It's got its own energy. Uh, We've got two teams now who will play five games over the coming weeks, and uh, there's this energy around the state at the moment. It's uh, it's palpable. Do you now look at it through a different lens as the QRL CEO 10 days into the job? I do not. I'd like to be more mature about it, but unfortunately <laughs> uh, I regress into crazy Maroon supporter, ex-player. Good. You know, of course, you know, part of my role now is to ensure that Billy gets the funds to build the preparation, you know, the way he needs to, to win a series. Uh, same goes for Tani Norris. Uh, but all the planning for these uh, series that we're about to step into had been done well before I arrived as QRL CEO. So, look, I'm down here. I'll get to sort of mix and mingle around uh, all five of the games. And uh, But inside, I'll be cheering like a fan, just like every other Queenslander. Oh, I like that. Oh, okay, t- take us behind those scenes. I know you've only been in the job for, for about a week and a half, but you have been on the board of the QRL before. How much planning, when does the planning start? T- take us into some of that el- uh, uh, area and realm now of, of landing on this one day, getting it right. So the planning never stops is the short answer. You know, you play a game, you win, you lose, you review it, you end up playing three games or two games in the case of the women, and then you review the series, you've either won or you lost. Then, you know, coaches are funny creatures. They go home and stare at the ceiling and wonder, what if, and, you know, how can I make this thing better? And so once the review's done, then you start sort of rolling over in your mind what you want to change and then just step by step it's only three games so you've got a lot of time to do it you then start to have conversations with other people in at hq about where you want to evolve what you're doing and so billy's right in the guts of uh, performing at the moment 
So he's coaching. He's getting his team ready uh, for victory, we hope. Uh, same with Tani. And then they'll come out the other side with a result either way and then immediately step into this kind of mindset of how do I do this thing better again? Ben Eichen, my guest this morning, live from Adelaide. Yes, the youngest player ever to play, State of Origin, wore the maroon, uh, played green and gold for Australia as well, but now is in charge of the game here in Queensland, which is a big responsibility, Benny, because you've you've got the pathways, you've got the Q-Cup, you've got the next generation to bring through. Before we get into that, though, I've got to ask, your, your first yeah. day on the job, you said the priority, first priority is to win State of Origin, and that would be a given. What else has jumped into your mind or under your or on your desk, I should say, over the last 10 days that have really opened the eyes or something you thought or you didn't think was coming? Uh, no, I'm pretty familiar with the business. So I had a good sense before starting how it operated, uh, what the pain points were. You know, we're uh, an organisation that relies heavily on funding from our governing body, which is the Australian Rugby League Commission. And... So the thing I'd seen from a distance before stepping into the role was that, you know, the QRL had done a magnificent job in growing participation. So it was up 5% last year. It's up another 9% this year, you know, across multiple categories. It's not just being sort of driven by the growth in the female game, uh, but that does still continue to be positive. And, of course, with that growth, Benny, is it puts pressure on the ecosystem I guess you could call it you know you need more fields you need more volunteers you need more change rooms and you know you need more match officials because games don't happen without referees and so to make sure that you are filling all those gaps as we experience positive growth is you need more money so I guess the job of the QRL is to oversee its jurisdiction which is rugby league across Queensland and to ensure that everyone working in the game gets the appropriate support. So our role then is to go down and make a case with uh, Peter Volandis and Andrew Abdo that this is what's happening up here. This is what we want to do. Now give us the money to do it. Is that why playing Origin in Adelaide or Perth or Melbourne is, is so important? It's not really about expansion, is it? It's more the revenue coming in to, to fund all the things you Hardly. just spoke about you know i mean you you want to you want to grow your fan base i mean that's probably the reasons behind taking next year's first round to las vegas i suppose is you, you are looking for new and creative ways to uh, increase revenue uh, but you know as we know and it's been publicly reported uh, there's a fair bit of surplus left over that the uh, commission want to build and invest in things like gambaro's hotel but just got to get that balance right. You know, we can't be building a huge asset pool and at the same time be letting our most prized asset suffer, which mm. is our community football asset, you know, and all the people that work in it and all the fields we need to deliver what we need to. Um, so that's that's why this structure exists, is that it's for the two state leagues, the New South Wales Rugby League and the, the Queensland Rugby League, not just put to put on the best show in town in state of origin, but to also go and fight for where that whole journey starts, which is in the back blocks of Western Queensland, where a little boy or girl, six years of age, wants to play football and needs a field, a coach, a club and a competition to be part of. Former Chugan Seahawk, Ben Iken, who is now the Queensland Rugby League CEO, again, has started out. You were one of those kids, Benny, that started out as a, a, a young fellow and has made a career and life out of rugby league from playing, from commentating, from 
being in the media and now being in charge. One of the big things that have been brought up and straight away into your realm, oh, actually there's two. There's expansion with the NRL and whether that lands in Queensland, but also NRL teams. The, the Cowboys and Titans have spoken about bringing reserve grade into Queensland Cup. Is it a thought bubble? Is it on the cards? Where's that sit? No, it's absolutely being considered. Is you know one of the things we want to do as a QRL, and I think all Queensland uh, rugby league stakeholders are on the same page. Is we we want to work together to ensure that everybody that's trying to be as good as they possibly can at this thing aren't disadvantaged in any way. You know, so understanding the uniqueness of the Cowboys' geography. Um, sort of the needs of the Titans down in their area, together with, you know, the Broncos and the, the Dolphins who want to go about it a different way. And we throw the Melbourne Storm in too because, they, you know, they they affiliate up here with the Falcons and the Tigers. Yep. Uh, to come up with a product or a solution where everybody wins. So we're not going to become indignant about our position, but what we will fight to protect is this statewide footprint that we've built over the last 27 years with a quality second-tier competition that would be the envy of most sporting codes around the world. We effectively put on uh, this uh, elite-level, sub-elite-level product that runs from Papua New Guinea all the way down to Tweed, and it dots the eastern seaboard on the way through, um, which means we get a high quality of rugby league, a high quality of opportunity for all those kids with stars in their eyes, that's that's coaches and administrators included um, to uh, participate in the NRL and grow out of you know regional centres. We're proud of that at the QRL. We yeah. won't allow anything to happen that will diminish that footprint. So that's why we'll work together with our stakeholders to make sure that they in part get some of what they want. But what we think is great about this game in Queensland and the development pathway is always preserved. That is why Ben Eichen is the right man for the job. It's why he's in the job right now. So passionate about it, but the way he can explain that from PNG down to the border and maybe even crouching into Blues Territory as well. Such a unique competition. And it's where our next generation of origin stars will become. In fact, this generation of origin stars cut their teeth in in the Q Cup. We even know Nico Hines spent some time. What he went back yeah. to the, the cutters, didn't he? And Mackay. Yeah, he did two years. So when yeah. he couldn't find a spot in the NRL, he went back and played for the Mackay Cutters. Uh, did two years as a teacher's aide. So that young man who I think impresses us all uh, as one of the best players in the game. The way he speaks about not just the game of rugby league, but life you know in some way you know our host plus cup and that experience he had with the cutters helped shape that now benny last year's state of origin team in game one between them had played a total of 394 host plus cup games between them so that gives you a sense of the kind of quality that that competition produces and not only that you know this game is statewide so that statewide footprint and those regional clubs in particular, they connect what's going to consume us for the next two months in State of Origin mm. back to where the journey begins. We can never forget that. Outstanding stuff. We'll talk expansion the next time we have a chat. Let's make that soon. But before I let you go, which Queenslander needs to stand up tonight? Who needs to have the game out of his skin? Who's the most important player for Queensland tonight, Benny, for us to win? 
So this is the thing. It's it's not about one player, Benny. You know, so the, the whole <laughs> thing about <laughs> the <laughs> whole thing about playing for Queensland is that you buy into something bigger than yourself. Yeah. And as Billy expertly explained, you know, at our lunch last Tuesday, is there's going to be a, a statement from the great Dick Tosser Turner and um, and brought it into the jersey. Queensland expects every man to do their duty, and so if 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 one person doesn't turn up, then the whole system, you know, it falls apart. And that's that's the strength of Queensland, is that it's not about one person. It's about turning up for your mate, buying into something more than yourself, which is about playing for all those Queenslanders out there who walk a little taller when Queensland win. Well said, mate. I've got a former teammate of yours breathing down my neck, Andrew G, joining us straight after this break. Uh, you go and enjoy the game tonight in Adelaide. Spread the word and... Um, the local produce down there, I believe they get some grapes, do some things with them, stick them in a bottle. So enjoy some of that too while you're down there. Thank you, Benny. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Ben Davis. Nine past nine. It is Origin Wednesday, game one, and now under 11 hours away. Cannot wait for that. And we are celebrating the glory days today with one man who requested Bruce Springsteen. He loved him as a, well, a pump-up song, and that's why we have played this in the studio right now because who is going to say no to Andrew G? Andrew, a very good morning to you. Happy Origin Day. Thanks, Ben. Great to be in here, mate. And, uh, yeah, what a great time of the year. It is, isn't it? Does a day like today give you extra tingles more than any? Well, it does, mate. It just brings back great memories uh, from when you grew up uh, watching from the start and then when you're involved and, you know, also, you know, once you retire and look back and just sit there as a fan and watch in awe as, you know, these great players get better and better. What is it about Queensland for you? I mean, we as fans and Queenslanders watch on, but I mean, you've been there and done that in that arena. Yeah, well, look, it's all—it's always been ingrained uh, into most Queenslanders that uh, you know it's about where you come from. Um, yeah, you know, a lot of Queensland players are from the bush. You know, a lot are from the city too. But it's about where you come from, and you know, you're re- representing those people that have helped you through your way, and also your family. Um, you know, that's that's what Origin Time means to me—is all those great, you know people from your hometown um, in the country that support rugby league and, you know, live and die by it. So you're, you're, you're representing not just yourself, but also all of them. And that's exactly what makes it so special. And just listening to you, I've got the, the hairs on my arms uh, standing up. I, I remember, mate, when you first came on the scene, like, we're, we're close to the same vintage. I'm a few years younger than you, but that's what I loved about watching you come through. A boy from Bow Desert who who came into the Broncos and as much as Wally and Gino were my favourite players to watch, you were the player. And I know we've known each other for a long time and I've never said this to your face. I've probably never ever said it out loud, but you, you were the you were the bloke I wanted to be like. Just, you know, at school and even playing footy as a young fella, um, you just came on 
and had no fear and stuck it to whoever. I remember your first – actually, I remember the Broncos. You'd always take – Balmain was always a, a, a grudge match. They had Ciro. They had Blocker. They had Benny Lyson. They were always tough for the Broncos to, to, to beat. And you came on and just stuck it to them. Who cares about reputations? Who cares if you're playing for Australia? You did that in, in club land, but you also did it in state of origin as well. Yeah, well, the thing is, I suppose, we, in the position I play, we have a pretty simple job. So <laughs> you've got to be – your mindset's uh, not got to wonder. You've just got to concentrate on the exact job you've got to do. And, um, you know, nothing's changed from back then to, you know, tonight. Uh, you know, if our – the workers in our forward pack don't lay the foundation, guys like Cameron Smith, uh, Walsh, they won't, they won't be able to get involved. Yeah, outstanding. It's exactly why I think Tino Fasuma'awali is going to be the key to when it comes to – what are you folks laughing at? I say his name correctly, don't I? Tino Fasuma'awali. Tino. There we go. Big Tino. They all laugh when I say his name. 13-13-55. Um, Who's going to be the standout player tonight for Queensland, for Queensland to get across the line? Any questions for Andrew G2? He's going to be here until 10 o'clock. Um, when you look through GG's record, uh, the first player at the Broncos to pass 250 games, but when it comes to the origin of it, I know I just dismissed that off the top of my uh, head, but when you then look at what he's done in the origin arena, made his debut at 20 as a, at 1990. Yet in 2003, some 13 years later, is still playing for Queensland. Went away to England, came back, and was able to force his way back into the Origin Arena. We know one bloke who did that, Alan Langer. But the other who did it is Andrew G. And in the front row position, there is no one else but Cameron Smith who's had that longevity in the game in that position. And then you have to really look at someone like a Brad Fittler. Uh, or a, a Darren Lockyer to get, and Alfie, to get around that same mark of starting out in their career and finishing over a 13-year-plus period. Outstanding stuff as well. He missed Cameron Smith by one game. Andrew, you played in 2003 in game one and two, and Smithy came in in 2003. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's actually a bit of a funny story. Uh, Wayne picked me in the side the first game in 2003 and said, mate, listen, if we lose this game, your head's going to be on the block. And, uh, nice incentive. We actually lost that game, but I probably played one of my best origin games. And uh, he ended up picking me in game two, and I probably played one of the worst games I've ever played. So <laughs> oh, no. I wish he had a stuck to it. <laughs> and, yeah, a few of us uh, went out of the system then, and that's when um, those – Boys like Cameron and them started coming in and uh, yeah. started their great dynasty. Cameron, Billy, and you were part of so many great origin moments as well. And we'll get into these as the morning winds on. But 1991, it was your second year. You were right in the middle. In fact, I think you started the 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 the, the Wally and Mark Geyer fight. I didn't, you were, I didn't start it. You were, <laughs> you finished it. You tried to. 94, you were there for the miracle try. Um, in 2000, you know, 2002, I should say, coming back and playing with Alf as well. So uh, brilliant stuff as well. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736. If you've got questions for Andrew, you want to relive some old times, the glory days, we'll be doing that. Uh, Vanessa's standing by with the news. Before we do that, Braden, who's in Perth, very good morning to you, mate. Thank you for listening on the app. Morning, Benny. Always enjoy the show. Thank you. I probably should have read that before I read this out aloud. I reckon Cherry Evans is going to have a massive game tonight, and I think David Fafita. Needs to have a big one. Let's go the mighty Maroons, smash the Blues tonight. Braden, well done. Uh, no name on this one. You're going to need all the players to be at their best to beat the Blues. Go New South Wales. Gigi, 
They sneak him at the humans, don't they? they... We, we even got one in here, so <laughs> yeah, you know, they're everywhere. Hey, for every hero, you need a villain, right? That's why Sam, Slam and Sam, is in the building in his blue jersey, blue jumper. If you have your maroon gear on today, take a photo and send it to me on Twitter. Uh, SENQ Mornings, pretty simple stuff. I want to see where you are listening and getting into the Maroon feel of it as well. We need to celebrate everything Maroon, and we'll be doing that today. But right now, a news hit with Vanessa. Dyer gets it under Eddinghouse, and he winds up straight onto him. He's tackled just on the 22. And there's a blue going on centre field. Punches are being thrown. Roach is involved. Bella pushes him out of the way. Yeah, Steve Roach and Andrew G, the two players involved. Look like Roach, you were throwing plenty. I don't know how... How many were landing? Coming back now. Break it up, lads, on the scoreboard. <laughs> yeah, that was at the old lane park. How good was that? And, yeah, break it up, boys, was written on the scoreboard. How many did he land, Andrew, or did you land plenty on him? I don't really remember. Two slow old blokes going at it. Probably I was a bit younger then. Thank so. God, you were 21. Yeah, I was Blocker was 121. <laughs> That's what I was probably chasing him. <laughs> but but that was that was your psyche wasn't it the, the, he was he was the he was the old bull and he was the test front rower he was the enforcer and you went after him yeah pretty much mate that was my psyche when i played yeah. um you know you always try and dominate so if you're going to dominate you've got to try and go for the uh top dog so yeah. um you know you you get to meet these blokes afterwards and uh we we used to also enjoy a beer afterwards you know and they don't do that too much these days but blocker's a great fella any apprehension doing that after perhaps putting one on his chin or vice versa? No, not at all. Everyone used to just leave it on the field and, yeah. and away you go. So, um, you know, that was a good thing about rugby league back then. You could, uh, you know, socialise a little bit with the guys afterwards and, uh, you know, we didn't like to hang around them too much, but you'd say good day. All right. We've got Grant standing by on the line. Before we get to that, because that night, that was in 1991. 1991, we also saw Mark Guy, Wally Lewis go head to head. And again, you say you didn't start it, which is probably true, but you tried to finish it. That was when MG came in and put his forearm across Steve Walter's head. You were standing at dummy half. Then what happened? Well, I'm just pretty glad he didn't connect. I, I sort of leant back and I felt a bit of breeze go past my chin. If he had to hit me, I wouldn't have been standing. <laughs> but he was brought in to do a job, wasn't he? He, he was psychopathic on that game. Yeah, that he game. was. He, he, you know, talking to him later on over the years, he was brought in to do a job and... Uh, you know, he's let down by uh, his officials down there a little bit. They they told him to go for it and uh, they'd look after him, but they certainly didn't. All right. Well, how do you respond to that then as a, as a Queensland team? And the reason I say that is it's smoky outside today here, but we're expecting fireworks in Adelaide tonight because Tavita Pangai Jr., even Hudson Young, two blokes that just have that white line fever, red Yeah, they, they've been brought in to do that sort of job, I think, but uh, it's you know, it's basically up to our workhorses in our forward pack to, you know, negate that, get on top of them and, you know, give the room for our, you know, our school for players like Munster, Reese Walsh, Cobbo, those sort of guys to make a real impact. Do they need to make a stand against those two blokes or, or is it careful not to be sucked in? No, mate, I, I, you know, football now is you can't be sucked in and um, you see what happens when... You know, especially during the uh, premiership season when people are getting sent to the sin bin. So they've really got to uh, be disciplined tonight, uh, be hardcore about it and certainly not leave your team a man down. 13-13-55, it's exactly what Grant has done. Picked up the phone, dialed in. Grant, good morning to you. How are things in your part of the world? A bit smoky this morning? Yeah, a little bit smoky around the, around the ways this morning, yeah. 
you have a question for Andrew. Um, Andrew, you always had a close relationship with Wayne Bennett. Are you guys still close, and do you have a favourite Wayne Bennett story? <laughs> yeah, we are We are close uh, and always will be. Uh, my, my best uh, story about Wayne is when I first met him, actually. He came down to my parents' property in Bodesert, and uh, I signed with the Broncos there, and he, everything... We had a done deal, and uh, he asked me to meet him out in the veranda. So I walked out the veranda, and uh, uh, I said, "Oh yeah, what's what's going on?" He said, uh, "Who put that photo up on the wall of you and your Australian schoolboys jersey?" And I said, "Oh, Mum did." He said, "Well, take it down and stop falling in love with yourself." And he jumped in his car and drove back to Brisbane. Oh, wow! So uh, he set the scene for our relationship pretty early. Oh, wow, Grant! There we go. Favorite Wayne Bennett story. Just put it straight between the eyes. Did that set things straight from that moment of of where and what you needed to do for Wayne Bennett? Pretty much. Yeah. Um, you know, I was of, of that mindset anyway. Uh, you know, it, it took any uh, ego that you had straight out of your system and um, sort of instilled in me that, you know, this is a team game and you've got to be a team person. Andrew, I'll go through your sat- – and it's weird calling you Andrew. It's always been Gigi along the way. But, I mean, 17 games to Queensland and you get across for a try, which is outstanding stuff. I'm sure there was a dummy in there too to get across the line for that one. But um, we mentioned Wally and MG, 91, 94. You were there for the miracle try. You, you played in Wally's last game. You played in Alfie's last game. To me, though, it's more than the stats. You carried a torch. You carried the baton, passed that on to a, a younger Webkey and Thorne, and, and perhaps they then passed it on to the Corey Parker, Sam Thidays. Who passed that on to you? I, I look at that game you made your debut in for State of Origin. Bacco and Bella are the front rowers. Yeah, certainly those guys. But for me, um, you know, the bigger influence uh, on me around that time was probably Trevor Gilmeister. Um, Gilly had come up uh, from Sydney to the Broncos and uh, he taught me a lot, Gilly, about never giving in and being resilient. And, you know, you look at a guy his size, what he used to do to guys, it's it's pretty amazing. So, you know, I I learned a lot off Gilly uh, over those few years he was at the Bronx. Benny Iken just mentioned in the last half an hour about Dick Tosser Turner being part of the Queensland setup. An amazing man and an amazing stalwart for, for, for Queensland. Never wanted to be in the headlines, never wanted to be at the front of the house, but he was such an integral part of the Maroons culture, wasn't he? He certainly was. And, you know, from the first day I walked into that Origin camp uh, in 1990, he put, you, he put your arm around you and um, you knew you were part of it. You know, he made you feel part of that. A uh, special group of people that have uh, gone before you, and 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 now we see it continue. So Billy Slater's in charge, and every Queenslander has, has been just revealed that on the inside of their jersey, on the collar, Queensland expects you to do your job. And that was a tosser saying, and that's there in twenty twenty three. Yeah, that's correct. And look, Billy Slater, there could be no one better to be leading the Queensland side. Um, you know, he he is outstanding individual. Uh, had a great career, and I, I don't think I've seen a more or heard a more educated guy on rugby league. He's he's a real weapon for us. Andrew G, a weapon in his time on the field too. It is a quarter to 10, 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. He's touched on it, he's skirted around it, but I want to find out straight after the break who is the key for a Queensland victory tonight. And you know what? 
You know my favourite saying, every hero needs a villain. If you do have that blue rinse going through you or you perhaps have a tinge of something going on that isn't Maroon today, who's got to be the one that stands up for New South Wales? which will give us some intel on who we need to shut down tonight too. So let's open. It's a broad church we've got here on SENQ, 13 13 55 Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Ben Davis. Ah, yes, the Origin Series opener tonight. You'll be able to hear it here on SENQ. The Bias Maroons call, if you just wanted to hear it straight down the line to Jimmy Smith calling that, just check out the app. We have been thunderstruck. Andrew G in the studio with us. Mel Meninga coming up after 10.30 today. We have a galaxy of Origin stars, outstanding stuff. But Will is on line number one. He's out at Runcorn. Will, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning. Good morning, Andrew. How are you, buddy? Good, Will. How are you, pal? Good, thank you. Good. Uh, when you said about um, Wayne telling you to take that schoolboy's photo down off the wall, it made me chuckle. Um, I can remember how proud your mum was of you. I was only a 15-year-old when you were playing for the Broncos. And um, she'd come home every Friday, every um, after every game, mainly Sundays, and stop past Ripper Rooster at Jimboomba, and I was the school kid working in there. And everyone's like, it's his mum, it's his mum, it's his mum. And... Anyway, when she was coming home for herself, it was just a paradise pack and she had that big smile on her face or, or she'd be a bit grumpy if it wasn't a very good game. <laughs> but, um, but you always knew when you were in the car or expected to come home because she'd buy about 10 times more food. <laughs> and, uh... That might have been the old man sitting in the car waiting for a pack himself. <laughs> what, was your go- what, what, what was your go-to, Andrew? Oh, mate. You're always with the uh, chicken. You always have to go with the uh, crumb pineapple. The Hawaiian packs always oh, the right. go. Yeah, yeah, right. Always crumb pineapple. There was a big one out of there at Ripper Rooster Jim Boom. But hey, Will, good on you, mate. Thank you. Great, great memories. Um, Ripper Rooster, <laughs> Paradise Pack. Did that have a deep fried banana in it as well? Yeah, it used to, but you can't get them anymore. Yeah. All right, uh, mate. Before time beats us, uh, very quickly, who, who's the player tonight? Oh, look, I, th- I think it's the, our workhorses in the pack. Yeah. You know, Lindsay Collins really needs to stand up tonight. He's uh, starting in the front row there. Uh, I rate him very highly. Uh, he's been playing well for the Roosters. Um, and on the back of last year, Pat Carrigan, mm-hmm. um, you know, that guy has just turned into a complete footballer. So uh, you know what you're going to get. And uh, they're obviously going to come out and rough us up a bit. So uh, it's up to our boys to, you know, take it right back up to them. There we go. We love it. The scene is set. Origin opener tonight. Andrew G, our guest this morning. Thank you, mate, for coming in and happy Origin Day to you. Let's be celebrating a Queensland win tonight. Yeah, thanks, guys. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Ben Davis. It's an outcome that gives certainty for the defendants that they are there are no adverse findings and we also have complainants who feel who endorse the process and feel heard through it and we uh, I think in the end from where we were I feel uh, as difficult and imperfect as it is it's a situation that actually has, has brought this thing to a head. 
AFL boss Gil McLaughlin last night, an extraordinary press conference call just before 8 o'clock in Melbourne. If it wasn't State of Origin Day today, this would be all-consuming in our media cycle. It is in Melbourne right now uh, and other AFL states. The Hawthorne racism investigation from the AFL's point of view has now wrapped up. Gil McLaughlin got in there and started throwing his weight around about a week ago to say, where are we at? Let's get this wrapped up. Let's figure out how to come to a resolution. And last night we heard that. Alistair Clarkson, Chris Fagan, Jason Burt, they have been cleared of any wrongdoing in this. As you just heard Gil McLaughlin say, their process has been run. It has been done. The complainants have been heard and the defendants have been cleared. That's all nice and well. But I don't think Chris Fagan, Alistair Clarkson, Jason Burt right now are sitting pretty or even resting easier tonight or today. These allegations have been raised and there has not been any fairness at all in this hearing. It was an AFL investigation, and as far as AFL rules are concerned, they haven't been broken. What now? And that's the big question mark. We are hearing that there may be more legal action in a worldly sense taken to the Human Rights Commission, uh, and there may even be legal action down the track. That opens up so many Pandora's boxes. Names of victims will be released or complainants, everything will be on the table. It will have to be. There's been no money changed hands from the AFL. And what we know is that this has not been an AFL rule that is broken. That's exactly what this investigation was looking at for the AFL. Have any of the AFL's rules been broken? No. But does that wash in society? The analogy used last night was you can throw a punch on the footy field and you might get a week. But if you threw a punch in the street on someone, you could be locked up. So the laws of the AFL, as opposed to laws in society, are very different. I'm not going to speculate on where this goes because we just don't know. But what I do know is Chris Fagan, throughout this whole process, along with Alistair Clarks, along with Jason Burt, have been hurting. They have not been able to get their side of the story across. Chris Fagan released a statement today. Right now, the Brisbane Lions are training their final training session before going on a week off with the bye. Uh, led to believe that Chris Fagan is at Springfield. Uh, he is yet to emerge from the dressing rooms. Whether or not he lets his assistants take over today, whether he will pop his head up, we don't know. But my initial conversations with the club today is Chris Fagan released a statement last night, and that's all he will be saying. Uh, it is now as far as they're concerned, over until something else happens. And that's why it's important, I feel, to read Chris Fagan's statement in its entirety. Chris Fagan has said, it is right that this process should be over. It is long overdue. I've maintained my public silence on the issues raised publicly because I was bound to confidentiality by the rules of the AFL investigation. It's been a very distressing several months for me since these allegations were first published by the ABC without the investigation that was conducted, having asked for my version of events. I'm innocent of the allegations that have been made against me and always have been. I've been in footy a long time, most of my life. 
And in that time, I've had the interests of the welfare of my players as my foremost consideration. I've treated all players with equality and fairness. I have always respected the tremendous contribution that First Nations people have made to our game, and I respect them greatly. I always have. I always will. I am conscious that this farce of a process cannot have been easy on those First Nations people who were complainants, those whom I knew. I hold no grudges against and hold only a wish that whatever pain they are suffering can be healed over time. This is a statement from Chris Fagan released last night. The combination of the AFL investigation and the ABC article that was published making very serious allegations against me and the leaks that have occurred to the press have amounted to a travesty of justice. It's caused tremendous hurt to me. Those who care about me and the other people who I'm known to be innocent of wrongdoing, such as Clarko and Jason Burt. These are fine men and they have been publicly shamed by false allegations. The complainants, the investigation panel and the AFL have agreed that no adverse findings have been made against either myself, Alistair Clarkson and Jason Burt, and that no charges will be brought against any of us under the AFL rules. It's been further agreed by the complainants that the panel and the AFL that the matters of the subject of the investigation will not be investigated further by the panel. These matters are also fully justified. I've categorically always denied the allegations against me. The allegations are false. I am completely innocent. I've never deviated from that position, as I knew from the beginning that these allegations were false. I've never had my chance to publicise my position on the allegations that the ABC choose or chose to air publicly. I am bound by confidentiality deeds not to disclose the contents of the documents which I have now seen. But I can say that they support the categorical denials of the allegations against me that I've stated from the outset. I can also say that for my part, I would be completely happy for all these documents to be made public. I am happy for any of my conduct and any of these documents to be aired publicly in a public court or proper public process and let someone impartial decide what is true and what is false. I've made no concessions. There were none to make. I have always vigorously defended myself and I will always do so. I have done nothing wrong. I'm proud of my record built up over four decades of nourishing not only the football careers but the lives of young people I have coached. This includes all the First Nation players I've been fortunate enough to coach. Chris Fagan's statement last night in the wake of the Hawthorne investigation being wrapped up by the AFL. Where this leads now, nobody knows, but I know that nobody should have been put through this. Not the complainants, not Chris Fagan, not Alistair Clarkson. We've seen what's happened with Clarko. He's off. He's out. He's out of the game. Will this trigger him to come back? That's probably the next question. But again, is this over? Chris Fagan has been steadfast. He's been stoic. What I have seen of Chris Fagan over the last five or six years that he's been at Brisbane, that his coaching method is not about tactics. Tactics come second. His coaching method is about relationships, about care, about the people. 
He'll go on his daily long walks. This is infamous around the club. That his daily long walks and he'll take his phone with him and he will ring players and he'll have a chat. It's not about what they did on the weekend and how they may have taken a great mark or fumbled a ball or probably could have found a different uh, objective when they kicked. No, no, no. It's about how they're doing, how their family's doing, how their cousin's brand new baby is going. All the things that are important to their lives. It's the care that Chris Fagan puts in, and it's one of the reasons why the Brisbane Lions are now one of the teams to beat in the AFL. The care, the love, the compassion that is built around that team makes them a champion team rather than a team of champions. And Chris Fagan's been at the helm of that. that. That's what I know. That's what I've seen. That's what his players say. To be subjected through this, Clarko the same, Jason Burt, and all for what? Eight months of their lives, they're never going to get back. And there's always going to have this hanging over their heads. It has been a farce. It has been a travesty of justice. Hopefully now, it can somehow be put behind them and they can sleep and rest a little bit easier. If we've lost Clarko to the game, there's a travesty. If we've lost Chris Fagan to the game, we haven't yet, but who knows what toll this is going to take and has taken on him. Only in the clear light of day will we find out. Uh, it's an ongoing story. It's one of the biggest in the country right now when it comes to sport, when it comes to society. We'll keep you across any developments that are happening uh, throughout the day. I will be heading to Darwin in the next, uh, well, before 10.30 to speak to Michael Whiting uh, from AFL.com, not only to get his take on this, but also uh, to find out what is happening with the Suns, who are preparing to take on the Adelaide Crows up there. But it is State of Origin morning. Exactly right. It is State of Origin day. Game one tonight in Adelaide. SENQ is going to have the Bias Marone call. That's right, Matt Rogers, Andrew McCulloch, and Forbesy calling the action from a Queensland point of view. If you want to hear it straight up and down, that's fine. You can do that as well on the SEN app. We'll find Jimmy Smith, uh, Sats, and Brett Kamali calling the action there. But I'm asking you today, as far as Queensland is concerned, oh, let's throw the Blues in there. Why not? Let's open it up to everyone today. Who needs to stand up? Who needs to have the game tonight? Basically, who needs to be man of the match for your team to win and why? Ryan, all the way from Mackay. Thank you, mate, for your text. 0467 736 736. That's 0467 SEN, SEN. Uh, he sent me a uh, line saying Queensland by seven. There we go. I wonder who kicks the field goal. Queensland by seven, hammer for the first try, and Reese Walsh as the man of the match. Reese Lightning, do you agree with Ryan from Mackay? 13 13 Cameron Smith, uh, assistant coach for the Queenslanders. Yes, he's going to be on with Den and Kemp, but after midday today with the captain's run, he'll be talking shortly at the team hotel in Adelaide. Once he does that, I'll bring that to you. I see Greg Alexander has just done the same for the Blues. We'll sift through any of that, see if any of it matters. See if we run a line from it. They may say who they're going to target. Well, we all know it's going to be Reese Walsh, right? Uh, but Mal Meninger after 10.30 today, right now, he is in the meeting with the NRL heavies as to what is going to happen with the international fixture and his future. So breaking news with Mal Meninger in the next 15 minutes. 13 13 55 0467 736. They're the digits you need to be part of Queensland Sports' biggest conversation here on Origin Morning. 
Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Ben Davis. At 21 past 10, thanks for your company. A smoky old Wednesday morning. It's been a smoky old week. I know the Bureau of Maybe Urology says it's going to be clearing this afternoon, some of this smoke haze, but didn't they say that yesterday? Yeah, what happened? Anyway, uh, it's 16 degrees. <laughs> 16 degrees, wow. On the final day of autumn, it just means a long, whole, cold winter is coming for New South Wales and the Blues. It all starts tonight in Adelaide. Malmeninga coming up in about 10 minutes' time. And then after 11, we're going to try something a little bit different. Anything could happen here. Simulcasting into Sydney and Matthew White, his show will be simulcasting with us. So he and I are just going to start throwing grenades at each other each side of the border, like you're probably doing right now with your colleagues at work who happen to wear that blue rinse. Anything could happen. Stand by after 11. Uh, we're going to head to Darwin very shortly. Talk some more AFL where the Suns are in camp. Michael Whiting, who's a regular on the program, just get his take too on the AFL investigation into the Hawthorne racism uh, saga. But let's head to the open light now. Mike is out at Callumvale. Mike, happy origin morning to you. G'day, Benny. Hey, do you think Freddie's listening in? Of course, mate. He's got us tuned in, ready, dialed up, ready to go. He wouldn't be doing anything else right now, would he? <laughs> no, I'm going to give him a free tip then. Oh, okay, go. Uh, I've worked out why Hammer and and uh, Reese are in the um, Queensland team. Right. Uh, there's going to be uh, little grubbers through behind the line, and they're just going to keep swooping on them. And um, then when the defence hangs back, they're just going to go straight out through the back line. Yeah, uh, Reese Lightning just started to blow through them. Is that what you're talking about? Pretty much, mate. I think yeah. that's why Gagai's been left out because that's that's the tactic. Let's see, let's see how I go, mate. I will put that down. Mark time and place. Well, let's uh, record this as well, and we'll mark that down because we could be playing it next week, Mike, to see how right you are. Uh, is that the idea, just to soak up the New South Wales pressure? We know yesterday that, well, Freddie Fitler made no qualms about the fact they will be targeting Reese Walsh. He has got a blue target painted on him. Why not? It's his first origin. He's on debut and he's at fullback. Hello, Captain Obvious. Of course you're going to target him, right? That and the fact that he's equal second in the comp on errors made. 21 stands right now. But when he does sing at 100 miles an hour, of course, you're going to come up with some mistakes. I think the pros outweigh the cons there. 13, 13, 55, 0, 4, 6, 7, 7, 3, 6, 7, 3, 6. Who has to be man of the match tonight for Queensland to win? For me, Big Tino. Others have their thoughts. We'll get to the text messages very shortly on that. But let's head uh, across the border. But to the north of us, that's right, to Darwin, where Michael Whiting from AFL.com has spent the last week because he's been covering the Suns up there who play or playing back-to-back games in that part of the world. It's the Adelaide Crows this weekend. Uh, Fish, very good morning to you. Um, before we get into the Suns and what they've been doing up there, obviously the biggest talking point in AFL is the Hawthorne investigation uh, wrapped up and uh, no case to answer for the, uh, for the defendants. Good morning, Benny. Yeah, it's wrapped up. I would say stage one is wrapped up. It was obviously a necessary process to go through or a necessary step to go past once the investigation opened but I feel like it's the start of a long road. There's other potential um, law avenues for the complainants, um, even for the defendants if that's the path they choose. We saw Chris Fagan's statement come out last night. It's good news I feel for Fagan, Clarkson and Burt 
But I also feel like listening to Chris Fagan over the last few months, reading his statement last night, I, I feel like he would like it further resolved as well to thoroughly clear his name. While he's been cleared at the moment, I feel like he wants to get his side out there and that he wants people to judge after hearing his version of events. So, yeah, that's one step behind us, I reckon, last night, but I think there's a few more to go still. Can't, can't blame him on that either, Fish. I mean, we all want to hear. <clears throat> so we, we, we all mm. want to have our side of the story told regardless of what allegations are thrown against us. So I, I, I totally understand where Chris Fagan's coming from. What about Alistair Clarkson? Are, are any of your colleagues down in Melbourne uh, surmising whether we're going to see him back in the fold sooner rather than later? No, not as of yet. I think that's obviously where the story will go now because he has been cleared in this initial process. Now, he he obviously stood away a couple of weeks ago while, while this was still ongoing. It would be wrong for us to put ourselves in the headspace of Alistair Clarkson. He left because of um, you know dealing with mental health issues, I guess, pertaining to this. But now whether they that is resolved quicker because there's been some form of an outcome that we'll be guessing with that. But I mean, hopefully for his sake, he's able to, yeah. to move on and potentially come back to coaching. But as of yet, we don't know that. Yeah, it's not like just turning a tap off, is it? And then no. uh, it all stops. No, so, um, yeah, we, we do wish him uh, a speedy recovery to see him back in the game sooner rather than later. Uh, speaking of the game, the, the Suns, they've taken games to to Darwin. They played and got a great win up there against the, the Bulldogs uh, over the weekend. They've stayed there and they are now hunting crows after they did a job on the Lions. Yeah, they are. It's part of the Suns Academy zone. Darwin has been for a couple of years now. So they, they did this last year where they played two games and stayed in between and were up in Darwin for a total of nine or ten days. They're doing the same again this year. Uh, I've been lucky enough to spend four or five days with them. It's been a terrific experience. Obviously a great win on Saturday night. A, a terrific win against a team that had won seven of their previous eight in the Bulldogs. Yeah. Uh, and then on Monday, they, they got to go out and explore the NT a bit. I was lucky enough to go to the Tiwi Islands with a few players, and oh, wow. some of the boys went some of the boys went to Kakadu. It's um, an amazing part of the country that I'd never spent any time in. Very lucky to go to Tiwi Islands, of course, the the home of uh, the, the Long family, the famous Long family, the famous Rioli family. So much history, such tiny little islands, amazing experience, but. Uh, they, they've finished that part of the, the trip now and they're turning all focus to the Crows who, of course, as you rightly say, did a number on the lines and are in red-hot form themselves. Fish, I just want to ask you on that. I mean, the, the, the Suns, yeah, this is their nursery. This is where they're getting uh, players mm. from. But it, I don't know if the cut-through was there. We, we saw so many Bulldogs fans in the crowd on, uh, yeah. on the weekend. Are, are the Suns making inroads there or does that not even matter to get that support the fact that they're taking players from that part of the world is just enough for them no i think they want the support it's only been a couple of years my initial feelings up here benny and even at the game on saturday night you're right there's a lot of dogs um fans there i feel like a lot of people up here align themselves to players and therefore onto clubs so whether there's uh guys that played for local club up here that then make it to the afl they support that club or um so I feel like there was jumpers from almost every club in the competition there on Saturday night. There was so many different um, AFL jumpers amongst the crowd. I feel like there is a market waiting to be captured here because the territory doesn't have its own team. I feel like they want to grab onto someone and it's not going to happen in two or three years. It might take a few more, but the Suns have got a chance. They do have a bit of a following here, but it be interesting to see Saturday night. Adelaide has been up here previously uh, many, many years ago as well. So... 
Uh, I'm sure they'll have a few fans on Saturday night. Well, it could be a big bounce. I mean, the Suns sit in 12th, but they're just one win out of the top mm. eight on 20. Well, they're on 20 points and the Crows 24 points. So it's going to be a swing uh, either way if the Suns can uh, get up and uh, down the Crows. Before we run out of time, Fish, news is fast approaching. Uh, Dane Zorko heads to the tribunal tonight to fight that uh, intentional contact with the I region. Uh, your experience with these gut feeling, has he got a case to answer here? or at least a case to try and get but, off this charge? Yeah, I reckon he's got a case, but boy, I think it's hard to argue it. Um, I don't think he put his hands in, in the opponent's eyes, and I'm sure that didn't happen. We just saw no reaction from mm. uh, from the Crows player. But it's a, a look that the AFL doesn't want, and I think it's really difficult to argue against it. So I think it's worth having a shot, but I think it's going to be difficult to overturn. Yeah, and, and this is where I stand up for that. I mean, it, sure, it's a bad look, but if you've, if it hasn't broken a rule, if it hasn't, you know, we can't control the optics the whole time. So, yeah, I reckon have a shot and see if he can be playing against the Hawks uh, in, well, two weeks' time, 10 days' time now. Uh, mate, enjoy the rest of the time up in Darwin. Thank you for the chat today. Michael Whiting from AFL.com. Uh, he's across everything AFL, and he's right there with the Suns, who are up and about playing Adelaide this weekend. Bang on 10.30. Time for a news hit. Mal Meninga on the other side of this. Uh, Vanessa, thank you. 13 13 55 736 If you've got any questions for Mal Meninga, he's standing by, but we've got some breaking news. This is reported by Danny Wildler from Channel 9. If you're a Dragons fan, sit down, pull over, just stop what you're doing. Jason Riles has reportedly turned down the Dragons as their offer for head coach. Danny Wilder's reporting that the 44-year-old will instead sign with the Melbourne Storm in a coaching role. Uh, This means that Riles could become Craig Bellamy's successor, but he's going to have to wait another season, hasn't he, after Craig Bellamy extended his contract for 2024. When did he, he do that? Earlier this month, didn't he? So... Jason Riles, the news that we are getting through, has knocked back the Dragons and potentially is heading to the Storm to take over in 2025. Whoa. Does that that just sum up the Dragons for you? Or if you're Jason Riles, actually, if you're Jason Riles and you had that on the table, wait another year, come to the Storm, take over that system or try and pick up the rabble that is the Dragons. 13 13 55 736. If you're a Dragons fan and you can pick up the phone right now after hearing that news, how does it feel? I know there's plenty of you out there. I see you at all the home games. When I say the home games, the Broncos games, the Dragons, uh, the Dragons, the Dolphins games. Dragons fans are everywhere. The Red V right now, you're crying in your beers at 10.34 on a Wednesday morning. Uh, well, there we go. Some breaking news from the coaching world. Uh, we may have some more as well with Mal Meninga on the line, live from Adelaide. Mal, a very good morning to you. Good morning there, Ben. How are you? Oh, it's Origin Day. The How world are... of rugby league, mate, eh? Never, ever. <laughs> you can't stand still. Uh, well, okay, just on that news, Jason Riles. Uh, I've, just, I've just got a text message through right now. Can you blame him? <laughs> <laughs> It's a fair. It's a fair comment, actually. That's probably what I'm thinking as well. Can you blame him? If he had a, if he's got an opportunity to go to the Melbourne Storm, and obviously, 
he wouldn't have went to the Melbourne Storm without an opportunity to take over the Melbourne Storm after Craig. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's. I think, you know, why wouldn't you? Um, I'm just the reports. I know. <laughs> sorry, and Mal, the, the, you're a Dragons fan, Ben. What's no, going no, on? You're, no, you're no, staggered by it. No, not at all. I'm just. It, it's a. It's a developing story, and we're we're just seeing it here. That well, here we go. Yeah, the St George have confirmed this. That Jason notified us this morning that we're no, that he is no longer wanting to be considered for the role. It wasn't yeah. the right time for him. So that's coming from the Dragons CEO. Well, there we go. This is developing. What about this? Um, okay, Mal. Well, let, let's let, let's let's focus on you right now, because um, you've just you've well you've just stepped out of a meeting, haven't you? Yeah, no. It's uh, I had a great meeting with um, Andrew Abdo, um, the CEO of the NRL. So we're just talking about the international program. So um, they're very committed to it, the NRL, obviously, and with the National Rugby League. And um, you just mentioned me today that. There's at least three test matches at the end of the year. Uh, obviously, Tonga's going over to the UK to play against England in a in a, a series over there. We've all, but we've got a bit of a tri series happening here in Australia and New Zealand. Plus, um, there's going to be sort of I think the the Kumuls, the PNG side, and Fiji and Cook Island are going to play off some series as well at the at the end of the year. So that's great news for the national program. There's the commitment there. Uh, from the NRL, NRL, so um, yeah, good, great news. Well, where does that leave Australia, the Kangaroos? Who are you? Well, we'll, we'll play in a, in a tri series at the end of the year. Yep. So that tri series will be between New Zealand and Samoa, and then we'll play off in a final as well. So there'll be games in Australia, and there'll be game over in in New Zealand as well. So um, likely, likely the venues will be up north um, in North Queensland, and perhaps down in in um, in Melbourne. As well, so okay, yeah, interesting. Okay, very interesting. So taking it to the regions, taking it well. That's what we've always done, really. I mean, with the international program, I think we we owe to owe the states because they obviously invest in it. They help underwrite some of the the games that we play in states, and they use the international game obviously to help that. So yeah, we'll be up there, and we all double headers too, Ben. So obviously the women's game is. It's going gangbusters at the moment. Uh, they'll play test match. Dillaroos will play against uh, Samoan international team and the Kiwi international team as well. So um, in double headers. Any dates locked in yet, Mel? No, not as yet. No. So, um, but, but it's through October, mate. Yeah. Okay. So straight after, not straight after the grand final, but at least two weeks after grand final, back into a, a tri series. Uh, it may be a silly question, but uh, your future was it discussed? You will be at the helm of the Kangaroos. Can we safely assume that? Um, well, it's got to, obviously, I've got to present to the board. So that's a really important um, part of the whole process. Um, you know, I think, um, you know, based on our conversation this morning, they want me to continue in that in national role, the national role, so um, which I'm very comfortable with. So just a matter of presenting to the board and, and um, obviously getting the tick of approvals. If that happens, well, um, be great. We'll be Look great. Yeah, World Cup winning coach, mate. I guess you can stand on your record. But I know you and I have chatted about this in the past, about the international calendar. When presenting to the board, will you be pushing uh, for a, a, perhaps a, a bigger cycle? I mean, we've spoken about getting a four-year yeah. cycle going. Is that is that part of part of your um, your your brief from Mal Meninga's um, point of view? Well, I think there is a, there is a commitment to a cycle scheduling, like a five-year scheduling program between World Cups. Obviously, they're still got to work out what's going to happen in 25. But after 25, um, I believe based on our discussions this morning, they'll have a five-year cycle, which is commercially, that's, it obviously makes it more viable. Yeah. Uh, sponsors, fans, they'll actually know what the schedule might be, which is great. And 
they'll have a five-year cycle based on having a World Cup as well. Fantastic. Ah, now hang on. Okay, World Cup. But was there any of that conversation? Because we've heard that France, uh, well, yeah. Well, France has pulled out. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so they've just discussing, obviously, with the International Rugby League, what's their next option, what happens in 25. They, obviously, they've got a bit of time um, in place. So um, they'll obviously have that all sorted out you know, sooner rather than later. But at this stage, there's nothing sort of confirmed. Did you get the feeling from that meeting that they may like to host it down here? It'll probably happen down here, Ben, to be honest with you. Um, it won't happen up, up north. We've just come off a World Cup in England. Obviously, France can't do it. So, um, And we see in the papers around the Middle East and uh, you know, places like that. Uh, you know, But I think a World Cup will be hosted with certainly in Australia and New Zealand combined, I would think. In 2025. All right, Mel Meninga, as I said. That's what I think. Okay, as I said, uh, breaking news just coming out of that meeting with Andrew Abdo, the boss. Was it um, always interesting conversations? Anything else did you did you throw in how Queensland's <laughs> going to win tonight, Mel? Or? Oh, no, no, no. Well, I'm so I'm in the uh, in the hotel in Adelaide amongst all the all the New South Wales players, so they're they're here. So I've managed oh, to talk no. to few of those guys. Hang yeah. on, you're staying at the Blues team hotel. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that where happen? the NRL. Well, that's when the NRL starts. Uh, staff sort of stay, so I'm, I'm with them. Oh, so, see, yeah, that'd no. be right, wouldn't they? Picking favourites, <laughs> picking sides. Not you, yeah. but the NRL. Yeah, no. let's just set up with the Blues are. Mm. No, oh, well, it's it's part of the ACOR group, so, you know. Yeah, right. Okay. I'm happy to have a room, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and happy to be there at the table. Mal Meninga, 13-13-55-04-6-7-7-3-6. Uh, Jamie is on the line, Mal. He's got a question for you. Uh, Jamie, morning to you. Happy Origin Day. Oh, happy Origin Day, lads. How good is it? It's outstanding. Your question, <laughs> for, your question for Mel. <laughs> yeah, mate, um, just a couple of quick ones. Mel, you've been Origin level as a coach and as a player. Um, that half an hour before kickoff with your players hat on, what, what's that like? Yep. like? We don't really get an insight into how the players are feeling. How, what, what's it like? Uh, oh, extremely, extreme nerve, certainly from my point of view, um, as a player and as, as a coach. I mean, you know, obviously you just want to get out there. I mean, you, you're part of your warm-up, so uh, we'll be into our warm-up um, probably about 40 minutes you know, prior to going on the field. The warm-up will take anywhere between 25, 30 minutes. Um, so most of the players will be all warming up, and then you know, a couple of minutes before the bell, you know, that two-minute bell, um, they'll be getting ready, putting their boots on if they haven't got their boots on, putting their jersey on if they haven't got their jersey on, just doing last-minute preparations, last strapping, things like that. Um, and then can't wait for that bell, and then they line up and you know, they run onto the footy field, you know. So um, they're ready for battle, mate, ready to go. They've done all the prep. Um, you know, it's a long day today, I must confess. It's sort of, you know, they'll go for a walk in the morning uh, just to sort of get out of the hotel. Uh, but they've sort of left their own devices for most of the day. Food's available for them, you know, everyone's got a different routine. So, um, yeah, it's a long day. So around that half an hour before and just can't wait to play. It's a great question, Jamie. Thank you, Mel. In that half an hour beforehand, is it silent? Are there people talking? No, no. Well, sort of like I said with the warm-up, Ben, um, the warm-up's really important. I've always used to, used to put an emphasis on the warm-up and, and obviously communication, the talk is, you know, fairly... Was constructive and it's it's up tempo. You know, a lot of energy. Yeah. Um, so you want to be you want to be you know, getting your energy up. You know, getting all those butterflies out of your system and and just trying to get yourself into the game, your headspace. Do you prepare something as a coach to say, or does it just come off the cuff? 
Now we have a, an organised warm up, and the expectation is talk, you know. So I mean, and and signals too. So like Origin's loud, you know. They get out there, and Adelaide, Adelaide Oval is um, the way it's designed. It's it's meant to keep all the noise in, so it'll be loud tonight. So communication is critical, you know. So it's probably the most important element uh, of the game, and that's where Billy understands that really well. He was one of the better or best communicators we've ever. I've ever been involved with uh, as a player and as a coach. Um, so his his um, ability to keep the team uh, on track, you know, with his talk from behind, that's where he sees Reese Walsh. We see his Reese's yeah. talk behind is is exceptional. So you know, as part of his development, what a you know for Reese to have you know Billy as a as a bit of a mentor in this sort of situation is excellent. You know, so but talk is really important. And talk in the dressing rooms prior. Uh, the coach wouldn't say too much, to be honest with you. It's all about the players and players going out there and and um, you know, helping each other, basically. Yeah, fascinating insight from a man who's been and done it there all before as a coach and as a player. Mal Meninga uh, on a Wednesday as normal, all thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Mal, hold on. We'll take a quick break. Uh, someone does want to ask you about Reese Walsh on the other side of this and put your thinking cap on. Who needs to be, well, basically, Queensland's best player? Who needs to be the man of the match for us to win tonight? Yep. We'll get that on the other side of this. Yeah, 10 away from 11. We dug up Mal Meninga's old pump-up song when it comes to State of Origin. Mal, you told us last week this was the one you loved running out to. So we've got a bit <laughs> oh, of man, I'm down on the floor doing push-ups. <laughs> nice. I love it. Uh, plenty oh, of text God. messages coming through about tonight's Origin, although one I want to read out from Sam, Mal, and you can perhaps yep. shed some light on this, being in Adelaide right now. Um, I spoke to Benny Ike in, in the first hour of the show, so I'm a bit late getting to this one, and I mentioned about, hey, get down there and sample some of the produce. They have some great things they do with grapes and then stick them in bottles. They, they go all right in that part of the world. Mm, Sam has do, said, yeah. yeah, definitely the wine in Adelaide. However, she recommends chocks. Have you ever heard of chocks? No, I haven't heard of chocks. Fruchocks, no, so yummy. Dried apricot and peach covered in chocolate. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm mm. going to go out. I'm going to have a crack and see if I can find one some today. <laughs> I don't know if they so come. As soon as I finish here, yeah. I'm actually going to wander down. I'm going to probably get a coffee somewhere and try and find a fruit choc. Fruit choc. Right, eh? Good stuff. Yes. You can I'll both... have a crack and I'll report back. Please do. Please do. <laughs> um, all right. Let, let's let's talk some footy. Um, morning. But this one's from uh, Bray. He said, Ben, can you ask Mel what Reese Walsh would be feeling? Coming into today's game, obviously on debut, take your mind back now to 1980. Uh, I suppose yeah. it's a bit different, but is it? Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I don't know Reese really well at all. So they, they tell me a bit of a cool kid. He's pretty laid back, but there'd certainly be some nerves. There'd be no doubt some nerves. Um, and, you know, again, you know, having experience around him was going to help him get through the day. Because I said, as I said before, the, the last day, the, today, is one of the hardest days to get through just yeah. from a, a mental point of view because he's just waiting around. You, you you can't do anything, you know. You try to relax. It's hard to do because you're thinking about the game all the time. Uh, you're trying to stick to a routine, but the belly with the ball, the butterflies are you know flying around and things like that. You try to have a bit of a, a sleep in the afternoon to relax yourself so you're not thinking about things. But it is a difficult day to get through. And, you know, as, we, as I've said to numerous deputants, um, you just got to play it to get to understand it, you know. So you can't really prepare yourself well enough um, to get through your, the game and 
how you like it, really. It's just you just got to find a way to get through it, then learn from that experience. So you know, he'll be he'll be he'll have a lot of butterflies, no doubt. Uh, an observation from Sean saying another benefit of having the hammer and Reese in the side, it'll make Turbo, who isn't a natural centre, make some hard decisions. Push in, help cover his half to get uh, across Walsh's speed, have to get the yep. ball to hammer in space, hang out, not give the hammer space. for what. So it basically it's going to make Turbo make some pretty serious decisions in, in defence. It's a good observation by Sean. Yeah, both sides of the park. Um, yeah, Reese is a bit of a student of the game. He's mentioned that numerous times, how he watches every game, he studies all the fullbacks, studies you know, the opposition uh, attack lines and things like that. So I think both sides of field he'll, he'll test um, both you know, both centres really because he got, you know, obviously not Turbo but also got Stephen Crichton who so Turbo is a right side player obviously but he plays fullback. Stephen Crichton's a right side player but he's playing left side. Toho's a left side player, normally playing right side. You know, so uh, Addo Cars are playing on the right, but he's generally a left side player, so they're all over the shop. Um, the same can be said about obviously the, the Queensland side too, because Val generally plays on left side, he's playing right side, um, and then obviously Hammer is plays fullback and playing left side centre. So, you know, uh, both sides are pretty vulnerable, I think, uh, and that's why I think both centres um, in the Queensland side are going to be our best players and our best players defensively. 25 words. Okay, well, that leads me into my final question. 25 words or less. Who's got to be man of the match? Who's got to be the standout player for Queensland for us to win tonight? Oh, it's like anything. I think, you know, your middle is very important. So I would think I would say either either Harry Grant or Benny Hunt. Harry Grant, Benny Hunt. We need to be really good through the middle. They touch the ball the most, so we'll be at dummy half. Mal, enjoy yes. tonight. Find some fruit shocks. Report back to us, and we will uh, <laughs> and we will chat again next week. Mal Meninga. All thanks to Chemist Warehouse right now. Get 40% off everyday low price of all healthy care vitamins at Chemist Warehouse. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Ben Davis. Yeah, four minutes past 11. 11 a.m. mayhem is open for business. 13, 13, 55. You call, you get on. In about five minutes' time, the mayhem's going to be turned up a notch. We're going to be going live into Sydney. Sydney going to be live into us. It's a simulcast with my partner in crime, Matty White. He'll be wearing the blues gear today. I'm all decked out in maroon, the maroon cap, the maroon jersey. If you are too, send me a shot of it. Just put it on Twitter. Let me know. At Mornings, S-E-N-Q. I'm sure we can find something in the prize cupboard for that as well. All right, let's go to the open line. Uh, Mark, Mark's on the line. Mark, are you in Perth this morning? Very good morning to you. Yeah, yeah how are you, mate? Mate, all right. How, how are things on the other side of the Malabar? Yeah, the weather's beautiful. Just starting to get a bit cold, but, but yeah, no, all good. Nice. So, uh, Where are yeah, you watching yeah. State of Origin tonight? Can I ask you that? Uh, the Scarborough Sportsman's Club, mate. We'll just go down there with my son and a few of his mates and have a couple of tins and watch it. It'll be good, yeah. I love that. And big over there? Yeah, it is. It's actually gaining a bit of um, momentum. So, yeah, it's good. Nice one. Nice one. Well, that's not what you called in for, but I'm glad we could talk state of origin anyway. I'm glad you're flying the Queensland flag in that part of the world. Uh, What is on your mind this uh, Wednesday morning? I'm picking New South Wales, mate. I'm not bloody... uh... No, uh, sorry, 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 Mark. 
hopefully New South Wales will win. So, but anyway. I oh, know, no, I heard um, you. I'm just sorry that you were thinking like that. Watching three sixes last night, yeah. and Grace and Nasta got it absolutely 100% right when he said he, he thought he heard Riles wasn't over the line, and they basically laughed at him. And uh, he was 100% on the mark. It's pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah, Mark, you're picking up on the breaking news that came through in the last half an hour. Jason Riles has rejected the offer from the Dragons to be head coach. Instead, he's taking up a position with the Melbourne Storm. So to take over from Craig Bellamy, you'd think in 2025. Can, can, you, can you blame him, Mark? Do you, as much as Braith was on the money, do you, do you think he's made the right call? It'd be a pretty tough gig, wouldn't it? Really taking over St George, but um, but you know someone's got to do it, don't they? Well, they'd, they'd be spewing. Yeah, oh, wouldn't they'd they? Be they? Oh, it goes yeah, to show. Be... It goes to show where I think they are in the echoes fear or everything at all. Hey, uh, Mark, thank you for the call. Um, thirteen thirteen fifty five. If you want to jump on a bit of uh, eleven a.m. mayhem, let me go to. <laughs> Let me go to line two with some intrepidation. Jason's out at Hendra. Jason, happy origin to you. Danny, it's the most exciting day of the year. Isn't it oh, just? God, I'm excited. Oh, Ben, you know who the most important person is today? Who? Ben and Pants. <laughs> it's got to be Fan of Pants, hasn't it? Big Tom Flegler. He's going to prove to everyone that he's the first pick. Next State of Origin game. He, he needs to be. He's played one State of Origin, game two tonight, and he's got to stop his Broncos teammate in Payne Haas. He'll fire up. Then he'll fire up for sure. It's Fanta Pants. <laughs> fire up Fanta Pants indeed. Jason, thank you. Um, we'll be backing Fanta Pants. We'll be backing him all the way to the hill. Yeah, he does need to fire up. If you're just joining us for the first time today, who is the most important player for Queensland? Is it Tommy Flegler? For me, it's close. It's the bloke who's not starting. Tino Fasuamala'awi. I think that he is the most important player for Queensland. Coming off the bench, whenever it may be, the 17th minute, the 20th minute, he needs to fire up. As much as Fanta Pants does, as much as Lindsay Collins, they'll wear the opening barrage. They can do that. They're both hotheads. But Tino needs to come in and dominate. He needs to have the run meters he's been putting in clubland, averaging 156, 14 hit-ups along the way, 17 offloads. He needs to not only get in and dominate, but he needs to set the tone and he needs to say to the Queenslanders, boys, follow me. We're talking in a very inexperienced pack. Tom Gilbert's played one game. Flegler's played one game. Lindsay Collins has played six. Pat Carrigan, one game. Uh, when you look across, David Fafita has played five games. Tino has played nine. Outside of Ben Hunt, he is the most experienced in that pack. Harry Grant's getting some games under his belt. Reuben Cotter's only been there for a short time. Yeah, they may have played for Australia, these guys. But in the Origin Arena, the toughest arena on the planet, Tino is the man for me to stand up and start leading the way. Speaking of Tino and the Titans, you can feel the energy as a Titans member this season. How do you do that? Pretty simple. Visit 
Titans.com.au. Text coming through saying, Benny, love State of Origin, greatest time of the year, although it does feel a little bit different without Ray Warren. Yeah, we're not hearing Rabs. Matty Thompson does a great job for Channel 9, but Rabs, yeah, not being there, it's not the same. What is he going to say in that text? Uh, yes. Uh, and also missing, there we go, the text is now refreshing. Uh, and we also, as much as I hate to say it, miss Phil Gould with his pre-origin rev-ups. I might see if we can dig one of those up because they were good, weren't they, Phil Gould? As much as you hate to praise a blue, those pre-origin chats, Channel 9, were a thing of splendour, a thing of glory. And so will this be. State of Origin is underway. The Blues from left to right. And what a chase on the kickoff. Winky is Hamlet. Three and four of the Blues. 50 metres down the ground to stop Winky only a metre into the field of play. Ah, yes. Here we go, Benny Davis. Morning to you. Let's get the pleasantries out of the way. Matthew, it is very, very good to be with you and your listeners today in this part of the world. God's country, indeed, Queensland, and we are going to prove exactly why tonight at about 8 o'clock come Adelaide time. Well, listen, mm. now we, we just need to get something on the table. There, there's no format of how we're going to run this battle of the broadcasters this morning, but it's no. us versus them, right? It, it's... It's just your classic knock them down, drag them out sort of state of origin fight. So I'm going to let you in on a bit of a secret. Well, here we this go. morning when I started the show, <laughs> I said to my listeners here in Sydney on 11.70am and across the network and had a few from your side of the fence too, just give me three reasons why New South Wales better is better than Queensland. And let me guess, well, you can only come up with one? has been absolutely flogged this morning. I mean, I'd be here all morning trying to go through them. So I'm just going to bundle them all together and say this. We're better than you. Full stop. Really? For the first time, Queensland have had to think about their loyalty. (laughs) What? The the stick and pick. It is something we have traded on. But again, we've had to trade on it because we haven't had the troops to pick from. This is the strongest Queensland team that we have picked in so long and you know what we're still underdogs and loving it yeah you've got too much say with the bookies now listen we had a coin toss yesterday and i won the coin toss right so Mm. i called heads and i got the upper hand so i'll kick off i'll kick this in fact i'll kick it straight off to reese walsh and i'm going to kick it really really high so he knows what he's in for tonight if i was reese walsh i would have gone to the adelaide Oval, and I would have said, give me one of those tickets to a roof climb so I can get up there, stand on top of the stadium, flash my nice little eyebrows and have a look at where the ball's coming tonight because he is going to get rained down upon and he ain't up for it. No, well, he does have an error in him, but the best thing out of that, Matty, he may have the second highest error rate in the NRL competition, but have you ever seen Reese Walsh drop his head or change his game because of that? No, the player has confidence. He's 20 years of age and plays like he's been in the Origin Arena for years. He makes mistakes at 100 miles an hour, and you know what? He goes that at 110 miles an hour the next run in. That's the sign of a player with confidence, and that's a sign that of a player that rain bombs on me, put grubbers at my feet, whatever, I'm picking it up, I'm running it straight back at you. Try and catch me if you can. Benny, I'm worried about you. 
I'm, I'm worried about you this morning and I'm worried about all Queenslanders because we've only been going for about a minute and a half. You've already mentioned loyalty or lack thereof. You've mentioned <laughs> error rates and you've mentioned mistakes. You are thinking about the things that are bringing you down. You are being very un-Queensland-like this morning. Oh, I, no, 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 no. I, I would say the complete opposite, Matthew, because to be an underdog is the Queensland way and to be an underdog, it means you have to have all these things going against you. The only thing we haven't done is made up some sort of illness, like a, I don't oh. know, a toothache. Oh, right. How is have, the you, tooth have, you spoken, have you spoken to Ben Hannett lately, <laughs> who gave away the gig? He gave it all up. Not only not only is it a lie, but it's the way that you do it as well. So Mal walks in and says, "Who wants to be sick today, folks? Pick a pick a pick an illness." Away right. we go. Your argument is shot to pieces. I mean, this is you've got nothing to fire with this morning. Diversionary tactics have been your go, and we're even beating you on that with our dark blue navy jumper that's got people fired. <laughs> there you're stealing my thunder. I'm about to come in and talk about the identity of New South Wales, which there is none. What are, are you? Who are you trying to be? Carlton. I mean, no wonder the Adelaide crowd is going to be on the side of the Queenslanders because they're thinking they're playing the blue V of Victoria. Navy blue. In all my time, Matthew, I know I know you've done it once before and it mm. just, it was... And it worked. And it just didn't seem right. And it worked. You're selling yep. your soul for the It profit. worked on the field. It worked off the field. We got money in the bank. We won the game. Everything was good. No problems about it. It's a diversionary tactic. I mean, you guys are you're falling into your own... Holes. And by the way, the underdog thing, who won the series last year, Benny? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. underdog. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Who's won more series? But we've always been the underdog. <laughs> this is the best team we could possibly have picked, and we're still the underdog. You have a look at the odds. And, of course, we are gambling responsibly, and we know what else you can spend your money on and all the stuff we need to say around that. <laughs> hey, Matty, I've been asking my listeners today, who needs to be man of the match? Who needs to stand up for Queensland to win the game tonight? Who's their most important player? For me, it's Big Tino, a bloke who's not even starting. But he is the leader of our pack. He's the one that's going to dominate. He's the one who's going to come in and shut down this Tavita Pengai Jr. Hudson Young um, MG 2.0 stuff from 1991 that you're coming into. Oh, we were bullied last game. Oh, we're not going to make that happen. You were bullied by a centre called Dane Gagai who started. Who's not there. Mm, exactly. That's how strong Queensland are, but oh. still the underdog. <laughs> Has anyone spoken to Dane lately or Caleb? How are they going to go watching tonight? Yeah, they'll be good because they we saw what they did on the weekend. They they've said, you know what, we're here, ready to go, oh. standing up. You yeah. need us. We are we are on. I'm worried about Turbo, Matty. I'm really worried about. To have been all season, he's just yeah. not. He, he's, you know what? I, I had a Nissan Exa as one of my mm. first cars, and it had yeah. a turbo on it. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, and it blew after about a, a week. Yeah. And I feel like that your turbo is running like my 1990 <laughs> Nissan XR with a blown turbo right now. Hey, what did you upgrade to after your Nissan XR? Oh, Struth. Something good. good. Question. Yeah, something good. So after the gasket went on it, you went and got yourself something better. Well, guess what? You're looking at Tommy Turbo something better. That's what you're looking at. You've been looking at the Nissan Exa Tommy Turbo. You're looking at the wrong one. In all seriousness, and I will give Actually, this I've to you. I've got a Holden. That's what I got. I've got an, S, I've got an SV6. I've got oh, there you go. Yes. You've got the good Aussie brand. Yeah. I'll, give, I'll give you this. And I, when you said you were worried about Tommy Turbo, I actually thought you were being serious for a moment there <laughs> because I'm worried about your man Cameron Munster. And I'm and I'm genuinely worried because you said to me, you know, who's going to be man of the match here? Yeah. He worries me. He's the guy. He's one of the guys, obviously, but he's the guy to me. If he has a big game tonight, 
then New South Wales are going to have to work out how on earth to stop him. But I, I think we've got the arsenal and I think we've got the game plan and I reckon we've got the surface, Benny. I think we've got the playing conditions coming our way tonight. It's going to be slippery, bit of wet weather footy, yeah. Nathan Cleary kicking the ball. Reese's eyebrows will get all wet and weird. <laughs> I, I, you might be onto something with the with the surface, as in coming into play and who will play it the uh, who will play it better. And the reason I say that is on the weekend we saw the Brisbane Lions play the Adelaide Crows at the Adelaide Oval, and it was soap the ball down there. It was so hard to handle. And one of the reasons being, and both sides are going to have to contend with this, the Adelaide Oval, we have since discovered, is dirt-based, mud-based, a bit like the MCG. So it holds the water. What we're used to playing on here in Queensland and in New South Wales are mostly sand-based stadiums. So the water drains and it Mm. doesn't hang around. So even it might be fine in Adelaide today, but they've had rain over the last couple of days. That will stick around. That'll be wet. It'll be muddy. It'll be greasy. So I reckon you're onto something. Who handles yeah. those uh, those um, conditions the, the best? But I, I'm worried about the decision-making that Turbo, an undercooked Turbo, will have to make with the hammer and Reese Walsh. Their speed, their ability to cover Walsh inside, outside. Turbo's going to have to make some serious decisions there on whether he's going to cover inside, out, and whichever way, Reese Lightning will turn him inside out. Well, you've got to get through the first 10 minutes of this one. That's going to be the key. Now, listen, before we wrap it up, the coaches. So Billy Slater, yeah. he was all stony-faced yesterday, all stony-faced and all business. Brad Fittler is is all Freddie. He just does what Freddie does. Freddie doesn't look concerned. Billy looks a bit wound up. Are you worried about that? Uh, no, if I'm anything, I'm worried about Freddie, especially after last season being outcoached by a rookie coach. Is Freddie's job on the line? <laughs> well, all coaches are on the line, uh, Ben, <laughs> I, w- I would say. All coaches' jobs are on the line. But you know, Brad looks just – he looks r- relaxed to me. He doesn't look as though there's any stress about it because he knows that he's got, he's got the cattle dog out there and that call will come out early. So you're up for the fight. Oh, yes, we are. We are. And Tavita Pengai Jr., don't don't you think that he has not been brought in just to do one role and one role only? We saw what happened with Mark Geyer in 91. Had Andrew G in the studio with me earlier today. He was in the middle of that. Oh, I said, geez, yeah. you started that whole Wally Lewis, Benny Elias moment. He goes, uh, Mark Geyer moment. He goes, no, I didn't start it. I tried to finish it. MG started. <laughs> <laughs> but we know what happened in that series as well. So, again, yeah. we can uh, see another Queensland victory coming along. Like, who, who, who wins? T- well, actually, that's stupid. What's the margin tonight, Matthew? I reckon it's going to be really close. I, yeah. I think it could be a one- or two-point game, to be honest. I, I honestly believe it's going to go right down to the very end, this one. I think it'll be a low-scoring game. I'm going to have New South Wales to win by two points. By two points. I, I reckon there'll be a field goal kick. So I'm mm. going to say seven, Queensland by. There we go. Queensland by seven. Righto, mm. mate. It's been mm. a lot of fun this morning. Uh, let's do it again on the post-match side of things. You enjoy this evening and uh, go the Blues. Go the Queenslanders. Yes, indeed. 28 minutes to go until Cam Smith and the captain's run. Den and Kemp, it is a special origin edition coming you from, or coming to you from inside Camp Marone, live from 1 King William Street in Adelaide CBD. The studio, it's on the road. Oh, and the 
you can watch the boys through the window. What about that? I've got to jump online and uh, and see that. Now, I'm just looking at this article here that's popped up in the last uh, 10 minutes from Brent Reid and David Riccio at News Limited and is saying that Jason Riles has turned down St George's offer for a four-year deal to be the club's head coach. Uh, but one of the men behind that was Phil Gould. He gave advice to Jason Riles during that decision-making process. He reached out to Gus. And with his own insight from that chat from Riles, Gould went on the record last week saying that he didn't believe the former front rower would take the Dragons job. So it was advice from Phil Gould that led Jason Riles down this path. And it looks like he is going to take up a long-term offer with the Melbourne Storm. So I guess he's got certainty at the Storm and an uncertain future in the rebuild of the Dragons. Again, text coming through on this. Why would you blame Jason Riles? That's the main theme along for that. Uh, we've got uh, Ali Brigginshaw standing by, the captain of the Maroons for the women's team. Yeah, we know tonight in Adelaide, Queensland, New South Wales going head-to-head. And uh, very shortly, we're going to hear from the girls who are going head-to-head with New South Wales tomorrow night. So we do have two Queensland teams in action over the next 24 hours. Uh, we did have a text message through before Adam out at Morningside saying, hey, love this time of year with rugby league and state of origin, but it does feel a little bit different without Rabs Warren calling it. Yeah, it, it does. Uh, Matty Thompson doing a great job for Channel 1, but he said, I also, dare I say, miss the man you were just talking about in Phil Gould. We're often told that if we ignore history, we are doomed to repeat it. And certainly if we look at the history of the past seven years, it would suggest if these two teams play to their best tonight, then Queensland, in all likelihood, will prevail. They are the proven ones. They are indeed a champion team. But that's the beauty of sport. This result is not yet carved in stone. The New South Wales Blues will have their say. When the Blues players are handed their jersey tonight, they're not just given something to wear. They are also given a slice of history. They're given an opportunity to create their own history. They're given an invitation to be extraordinary. To beat Queensland tonight, they will need inspiration. And the best place to get that inspiration is from each other, out here on the field in battle. Inspire each other with your effort. Inspire each other with your courage. Inspire each other with your will to win. So there it is for New South Wales tonight. Their destiny is not so much in their own hands, but their destiny could well be decided by what's in their own hearts. Enjoy your origin football. Slam and Sam, the man in the blue jersey in the studio next week. That's the Phil Gould one you pick. All talking up the blues. When was that? When was that? Like 20, 2010, 2011? That was, that was game three, 2013 which uh, is a, another sore memory and oh, a, a long line of sore memories. So that's eight, eight in a row, 2013. That's the one. Yeah. How long did, how well did that pump up go for the Blues? Well done. See if you can find a better one than that. Oh, they sneak in with the humans, don't they? Ali Brigginshaw on the other side of this. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Ben Davis. Cooper's gone for a long-range shot. Oh, it's got plenty of distance. Oh, goodness gracious me, what a kick. What was that one? Oh, there was the field goal, was it? Oh, very good. Finally, he found a Queensland highlight. Very good. 
Again, I think that probation, well, he may have just lasted for the last uh, 19 minutes of the show. Slam and Sam behind the buttons there, pushing them. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Thanks for your company on what is one of the best days of the year. Uh, State of Origin Day, uh, but also State of Origin Eve because it is an origin 24 hours not to forget. Right now in enemy territory in New South Wales is where we find the Queensland captain of our women's team because tomorrow night they have game one against the Blues trying to get that shield back. Ali Brigginshaw, a very good morning to you. Do you feel like you need to have a shower and de-louse that you're now standing that side of the border? We had a few looks coming in the airport, so there's nothing better than wearing a Queensland Maroon shirt on New South Wales Territory. Oh, I love it. I love it. How's the build-up been, Ali? How, how's, how's the week uh, together? Yeah, it's been great. The camp's been really good. Um, we've got a clear game plan. So I've been really happy with the girls and how quickly they picked it up. And, yeah, we're feeling great going into the game. How much... How much does last year carry over? How much do you do you hold on to that and use that as motivation? Always um, hold it as motivation if you um, lose the year before. So you never like losing in a Queensland jersey. No. Um, but even better, we get two opportunities to beat them this year. So, um, yeah, definitely use it as motivation. Talk us through that. A, a two-game format, I know many question, well, hang on, why aren't we doing three? How do you have a best of two? How do you determine a, a winner? Talk us through that process of now two games against the Blues. Yeah, well, it was originally going off last year's game, which was ridiculous, um, com- considering both teams are very different teams. So mm. I'm glad it's gone to the point aggregate where um, the most points will win the series if it's one all. Um, it's whoever has the most points. So, um, you know, I think it's a great way to look at it. Obviously, we want three, but um, for the for the two games, this is the right way to go. Well, all right. Does that does that change mindset, game plan uh, when it comes to aggregate points? Because it's it's not something that we're we're used to. I guess thinking about or or, or, or trying to uh, trying to run through when we're winning a series. Does it does it change at all? Is it or is it just basically come down to let's just get out and win both of them and we'll be sweet. Yeah, we've always had that mindset. We just want to win both. So, um, But it will definitely make a difference in how we play. I guess we, we, you want to score the most points. And we have a big defensive structure of holding the Blues out. So, um, yeah, we're going to do all we can to keep them out and score as many points as we can. Ali Bringenshaw, my guest this morning, the Queensland captain. They just touched down in enemy territory tomorrow night at Combank Stadium, game one of the women's series. Game two is back here in Queensland, June 22, that is. That's up in Townsville, but game one so important. It just sets the agenda and it means that you can be on the front foot going forward. Who's Who's been the standout, Ali? Who's, who's impressed you uh, so far in camp that uh, has opened your eyes heading into this game? Um, I've been really impressed with Zahara Kumar. She's in really good form. Um, so she's coming into the game, uh, game very strong. And then Keely Joseph in the middle. Um, she's only young, but she's played on the stage in the 19 scene. So I'm excited to see her um, hold up the middle in a, in a women's origin. Oh, that, that'll be good. And we know that you can't do your job unless the middle are doing their job, dominating and get a role on. Yeah, I'm in the middle this year. So... Um, We've got a really good pack in the middle. We're fit and strong, so 
going to be moving fast through there and that's what I'm most excited about, playing in the middle with these young kids and seeing them um, do their thing on the big stage. Okay, Ali, Ali my, my apologies. So how how's, how's that change, that transformation been for you? It doesn't really change too much. It's yeah. just a bit of a different role and, you know, when you pull on this jersey, you'll play any position. I don't mind what number's on my back is. As long as I'm in this jersey, I'll do whatever the team needs, and you know that's what I'm excited to do: run, tackle hard. And we've got two really strong halves in Aaron and Zahara that will control the rest. Oh, I love that! I love that indeed. Now, how do you spend the next 24 hours? Uh, and what actually, what's the weather like down in that part of the world? It's really nice down here. Not too cold, um, and no rain, which is great. Uh, we have our captains run this afternoon, and yep. then watch the, the men play and beat New South Wales and then get a good night's sleep into tomorrow. Uh, I like that. We always wake up better, don't we, when it comes to uh, a Queensland win. And we now have the opportunity to wake up two days running with uh, that feeling when it comes to uh, Origin tonight in Adelaide and then uh, tomorrow night in Sydney. Thank you for taking time out, but also thank you for what you are doing and representing a state and flying the flag for us uh, at Origin level. No worries. Thanks for having me. Here we go. Ali Brigginshaw, the captain of the Maroons Queensland team, the women's team. They are in action tomorrow night. So it's an origin doubleheader. It's an origin feast. Queensland in action tonight for the men in Adelaide and then come tomorrow night at Parramatta, Sydney, Combank Stadium. We get a double barrel shot at that. And as you've heard, it's a new system this year. Two games. Should be three. Of course it should be three. But it is two at this stage, and it's on a points aggregate. 13 13 55 uh, You can jump on Twitter as well, mornings at SENQ, and it's exactly what Josh has done. Um, I should have jumped on this a bit early, Josh. Thank you. He, uh, he mentioned about Matty White. He said, when you were having your chat to Matty, he's got to remember the New South Wales star-studded team in 2020 lost the series to the worst Queensland team ever. Of course they did. Of course they did. Josh, good right. See, I probably should have brought that up. It's going to get to do it again. No, it, don't shake your head at me, Sam, of course. Um, where are we going to now? I'm just having a look at the time. Oh, we're 12 away from midday. Cameron Smith coming uh, coming up very shortly. Uh, the former Queensland captain is the captain's run. He and Denon Kemp coming live to you from uh, Adelaide uh, this evening and at lunchtime today. There we go. I was looking for the most important information I've got to give you today, and it's around our little legends. We heard from the top of the show, Ben Eichert, who's now the CEO of Queensland Rugby League. Not only is he the youngest ever to play State of Origin, but now he is in charge of Queensland and basically generating the next gen coming through. The pathways, the Q Cup, but also the grassroots and community footy. If you've got a little legend legend out there playing rugby league, playing any sport perhaps, this is for you. Because every week, Patton Hills are choosing a junior sporting team from around the Great South. It's going to be rugby league. Uh, It could be gymnastics. It could be tennis. It could be rugby union, AFL, whatever. Soccer. Whatever your sport, whatever your little legend play or legends play, Patton Hills, in conjunction with Maccas, will be making and celebrating a little legends every week. How do you enter your little legend into this competition? Pretty simple. You head to our website, sen.com.au forward slash win. So that again, sen.com.au forward slash win. You'll see the Maccas icon there. Click on that. 
Enter your little legend, uh, Patton Heels, celebrate you. And you get to have lunch at Macca's as well, along with Patton Heels. How good is that? Macca's, proud sponsors of the little legend, supporting grassroots sport here in Queensland. We are 10 away from midday. The countdown to Origin 1 is on. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Ben Davis. Now Cleary. Oh, Ben Hunt. It's been pitched by Ben Hunt. Go, Dozer. Hunt racing away upfield. Go. Ben Hunt. He goes for the corner. Go. Ben Hunt wins the origin for Queensland. Yes, he does indeed. Now, oh. Do you want something to wipe those eyes? The look, the puppy dog look that Slam and Sam, who presses the buttons here and is in charge of the majority of the audio, um, he's decided to choose that one to take us out. I love that. I love that you've had the, I guess, the self-awareness, the gumption and the fortitude to play last year's winning try. Will we see something similar tonight? We know it's going to be close. Game one always is. Do not remind me of Townsville two years ago, but it is always close. When it comes to game one, you'll be able to hear it here all on SENQ. That's right, our biased, our unashamedly biased origin call tonight. Uh, in fact, you've got three ways of listening to it. So uh, I better I better bring in the blues because, yeah, you know, the old saying, you can probably repeat it after me, every hero needs a villain. Yeah, there's going to be a blues call. You can pick that up on the app if you so desire. Uh, Mark Carroll's part of that action. Joel Kane is calling that. And someone else has worn a blue jersey along the line. I don't really know. I don't really care. But they'll be calling that from a New South Wales point of view. From a Queensland point of view, Andrew McCulloch, Matty Johns, uh, Forbesy calling all the action here. But if you just want a straight down the line call, Jimmy Smith, Scott Sattler, Brett Kamali. Yeah, they will be calling that on SENQ 693 AM, 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. It's on the wireless. Uh, you can download the app to get the other calls as well. Thank you for your text message today. The phone calls too going off. Um, Peach, just like Bellamy, Riles took advice from Munster. What a master stroke from the football guru. Uh, good on you, mate, and uh, enjoy that game tonight as well. Yesterday, I spoke to the chairman of Selectors, G Miles, one of my favourites to watch growing up. Him and Wally, what a pairing they were for Wynnum going then onto the Broncos. And now Gino, he's been the mastermind behind Queensland Origin, well, since 2001. That's when he took over as chairman of Selectors. And I had to put it to him when we had the breaking news coming out of uh, the New South Wales camp that Latrell Mitchell, and we've got to say, one of their most dangerous players, the player that I probably fear the most from New South Wales, was not going to be there. The chairman of Selection's reaction, here we go. Bitterly disappointed. I, um, I, I was uh, oh, come I was on. hoping that we'd... we'd come on. Uh, I, I'm trying to be as serious as possible here, but... <laughs> was I there an exhale? The, yes, yes. Like, I, I um, you know, he, he is one incredible player and, um, you know, we were gearing up to, for that dynamic duo to be back together again, you know, after 2000 and in 21, when they absolutely blew us away up in Townsville, they just, uh, you know, everything they did just turned to gold, but they, they, they destroyed us. And, you know, not having them there last year, we, we obviously got away at the series and um, the band was back together uh, as of up until yesterday. And I thought, gee, you know, we're going to have to be well and truly on our game. And, uh, the, he was our biggest biggest danger. Well, I, that, that's my personal feeling, and 
Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm disappointed to see not not because you know the, you do want to beat the best, but you know these these things do happen, and um, you know the old calf, the calf too. You can't you can't go on there and mask that either because that just restricts you so so bad. So I'm I, I'm disap- disappointed for Latrell in, in one sense, but um, yeah, I hope he's back for game two, mate. Yeah, that last line for me, Gino, I just don't know about whether we want him back for game two. But again, if you want to be the best, you've got to beat the best. But when it comes down to state of origin, we all know who the best is. We will find out tonight, 8 o'clock kickoff, cannot wait. I still think Big Tino Fasua Maali is going to be the number one man for Queensland. The Titan himself. Actually, Titans, if you want to be a member of the Titans, it's pretty simple. Head to their website, titans.com.au. Thank you for your company over the last three hours. We're the Maroon Loud and Proud today. We'll be back to dissect it again next week on Tuesday. Until then, good luck. Good hunting.